0: Varmt välkommen. Du lyssnar på en inspelning från internationell författarscen på Kulturhuset Stadsteatern med författaren Edouard Louis i samtal med Johan Hilton, Dagens Nyheter och Per Öhagen. Mitt namn är Ingemar Fast och jag är konstnärlig ledare för litteraturscenen i detta stora allkonsthus vid Sägerstorg i Stockholm. Låt samtalet ta sin början. Welcome to Stockholm, Edouard Louis. Merci, thank Uh, you very much. It's really a great honor being here with you tonight uh, because you've written a magnificent novel, uh, Bollet's Historia, Histoire de la Violence. Uh, It's your second book, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's uh, the one we're going to talk about now in the beginning of this this conversation. it's your second book. Your first book was Jara Sekvit et Girl," On finir avec Edi Girl." Really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better <laughs> than my <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> oh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Already uh, in the first sentence uh, in Histoire de la violence, uh, you write uh, uh, that you just uh, survived uh, uh, an attempted murder. Can you please tell us what, what happened? What's the roots of this book?
1: Yeah, The um, History of Violence is a book that basically focuses on the on a closed-door story, you know, um, mm-hmm. like a huis clos, as uh, Jean-Paul Sartre would say, would say, that happened in a in room room um, And uh, on Christmas Eve 2012, um, I came back from my Christmas Eve dinner with my friends uh, and in the street, I at 4 a.m. or something like that, um, I met a man, um, a beautiful man, that appears like that from the from the shadows, uh, like, a, like you know, like a Pasolinian character or something. And he started to to talk with me and to and to try to come to my to my place. And I was quite fascinated by him and so i told him yes and he came to my room and we talked together we talked about him about his past about his ex- experience of france because his father w- w- came in france from from algeria and so he told me the racism that he had to face the poverty the difficulties um, and like you know like we talked a lot so something very strong happened uh that night uh, but at some point during the night, it um, became very violent, uh, and he tried to kill me. And so I wanted to write about it in order to understand uh, how, wha- what happened. Mm-hmm. How, how did we go from, from love to destruction? You know, and and yes, you you know like. When I when I started to write the book, I, I felt that I that I couldn't write about something else. You know, mm. I was at that time I was writing a book about about love, and about love stories that my 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 father would tell me when I was a kid, and 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 suddenly it became impossible for me to write about love. I was so, I was so ashamed of that. I I, I told ashamed myself of the book, of love. Of so the book yeah, on love, yeah. like mm-hmm. because I I worked for two months on that book before I met that guy, mm-hmm. and I thought, how can I talk about love, you know, when there are like so, so so much violence in the world we live in, you know, and so it would be, you know, love is meant to be experienced, mm-hmm. and violence is meant to be fixed, mm-hmm. so. I mean, in talking about it we can we can try to fix it as much as possible, and plus like if you and it's very complicated because m- most of my favorite novels are about love, like uh, the lover of Marguerite Duras or passion simple from Annie Arnault and um but still, in my position, with my body, with my experience, with my own history um it was I felt that you know we i felt if I talk about love, I flatter the people who have access Mm -hmm. to love already, Mm -hmm. and I allow them to recognize themselves in the book. (laughs) But then I don't talk to the people who don't have access to love, because they live in poverty, because they live in violence, because they live in such a deep exclusion that it can destroy them, not all the time, but it can. And so I, I thought, you know, Love as a price, you know, mm-hmm. and and so the question would be, <laughs> uh, how to make as many people as possible like having access to to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I in my childhood, I I knew people that were so destroyed by violence that they couldn't that they couldn't experience mm-hmm. r- real love, you know, mm-hmm. because it was like mm-hmm. smashing them, you know, and so and so that's why I I. Mm-hmm. I so it was a long answer. No, but do
0: no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you remember the, the, the exact moment when when uh, you decided to write about it?
1: Oh yeah, it was like uh, t- t- immediately the day after, you know, mm-hmm. like immediately. And and it's a big part of the book because um, my two best friends, uh, Didier and Geoffroy, that I talk about in the book, uh, Didier Eribon and Geoffroy de Laguerre, um Told me that I had to press charge mm. after I told them, and I didn't want to press charge. Uh, I didn't want to report. I didn't want to see the police just because I had the impression that I just escaped that room. I just escaped that story, so I didn't want to be in a position when, where I would have to talk about it again and again and again. I wanted that story to be behind me, you know, mm. and and so my friends were insisting, and and Didier told me. Do it for the gay community, and that was a very good mm-hmm. argument for me. Mm-hmm. And and all the gay people that he should that he could assault one day. And so I did it. But as soon as I uh, as soon as I reported the story to, to the police, uh, I, remer- I I immediately realized that my that the police was turning my t- my story into something else. That was like stealing the story from me. And, and how
0: how did they steal your story?
1: Like for example, when I went and I started to tell the stories, they told me, "Ah, of course, it's an Arab," mm. and I was saying, "What? Like it's not what I'm saying. He's not an Arab. He's a Kabil, which mm. is very different culture. But it's typical from racism to put everything in one reality. You know, like, uh, like." like my like my mother would do like for her like everything which is south of spain is arab and everything on the east of of poland is uh, china and uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> recently, she told me, um, "Oh, uh, your sister met a boy, uh, and uh, he's from Vietnam. Uh, he doesn't look so much Chinese, but..." Uh, <laughs> and I told her, "But she told me he's Vietnamese." And she was saying, "Oh, you know what I mean?" And I said, "No, I don't <laughs> know what you mean." And so, <laughs> so the police was basically the same, uh, you uh. know, <laughs> like uh, for them. Um, and precisely, like I told, I tell it in the book how that man, when I met him that night. Uh, it told me a very violent thing against Arab, you know, there is a big history mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. the Kabyle culture and the mm-hmm. Arabic culture, and anyway and so suddenly the police was turning my own story into into something violent, into something racist, into something and so I wanted to write a book uh, against that, you know uh, almost as a revenge against the state institutions like police mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. and, and so I, I, I thought I, you have to find a a literary form and a literary structures that will help you telling that story the, the right way. Because I would say that one of, of the many themes
0: or, or motives in, in your book is, is that one. It's like uh, um, it's different persons uh, relating to or retelling your story. And it's almost like they're competing of the privilege of, of defining mm-hmm. what has happened Absolutely. to you. Exactly. Why is that?
1: I mean, I mean, we are, we are all defined by the others, and mm-hmm. we are all defined by by the world ar- around us, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and you, Eddie Belgel was a definition of me that mm-hmm. that I didn't choose, you know. Mm-hmm. It was prescribing me an history. It was prescribing expectations from me that that I didn't choose before. So. Our lives, are stories, that are already, always uh, told by other people, and and so I felt it particularly with 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 that book, and so I wanted to I, I wanted to show it in the book. So basically uh if you didn't uh read uh, or heard about the book um the book is an autobiography but uh I am not the narrator of the autobiography and it's my sister i am in a in a bedroom and i, I and i can hear her uh telling the story to her husband on the other mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. of the door and so for me it was that it it was that illustration like i wanted to illustrate that fact you know mm-hmm. like to you s- we all suffered from that you know mm-hmm. one day you are in a place and and someone is telling something about you and you don't recognize yourself in what the person is saying no. you know and you feel you sa- you think this is not me this mm-hmm. is not my story this is not what i am um and 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 it's very violent uh from that and, and you know that's why for me it was a very di- different different book from from uh, edibeltgol because when I published *Edi Belgel*, I would always say that *Edi Belgel* is a book about the violence of the language, in the sense that the language defines us. You know, when the language tells uh, you are a faggot, so you will be a faggot for your whole life. Uh, you are an you are an Arab, you are a woman, you are Jewish. You are all these categories that takes us, and that was the, one of the subject of *Edi Belgel*. And, and *History of Violence* is, it's quite the opposite because. My sister is telling the story on the other side of the door, and the violence of the language is not that the language choose my identity, choose my fate, choose my destiny, but on the contrary is that there is always a, a gap between the language and me. Mm-hmm. so the violence of the language is not that it's, it it choose it chooses an, an identity for me it's that on the contrary it's it's, it's always failing. In in defi- mm. defining me, and mm. so when and, and when I say me, I mean you. Like the 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 language is 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 like that, so so f- so far from uh, our lives, you know. So I. Was but how would you
0: describe that violence? What what kind of violence is, is language? Mm. But
1: because because yeah, because precisely the, the there is there is a kind of of of, of gap, there is a kind of distance mm. between what you are and what the language say about mm. you you know mm. so it's a it it's like a, a perpetual lie you mm. know language is a lie all mm. the time and uh, and so you have to you have to kind of fight against it if mm. you want to reach something something real mm. you know and uh, and and that's why I related to Eddie Belgull. You know, Eddie Belgul was, was a world. This name was a w- was a word and this word was and, and I never succeeded to be Eddie Belgull, you know. Mm. And in the past I would say Eddie Belgull was me when I was a kid when I published a book. Mm. And I, I, I thought about it more and more. And I, I thought, in fact it's it's the contrary, you know. Eddie Belgel is the kid that I never succeeded mm-hmm. to be. You mm-hmm. know, Eddie Belgel was the dream of my father. It was not mm-hmm. what I was. And it who was that Eddie Belgel that he wanted you to be. Yeah, he wanted me to. He wanted. He wanted me to be a masculine, mm-hmm. uh, strong, tough boy, uh, mm-hmm. good at soccer. You know, I tell him in the book how he was begging me to go to soccer, uh, but I didn't want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I hated it. <laughs> um, uh, and. Uh, and and I, I as soon as I was born I, I destroyed the dreams of my father because I I I didn't oops, sorry. <laughs> it's Le Monde always sending these silly <laughs> alerts, you know. like Football. L'attaquant monegasque Kylian Mbappé rejoint le Paris Saint-Germain. Oh very ironic. <laughs> it's a very important news, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, uh so so yeah, the, the, this was precisely a, as, soon, as soon as I, as soon as I was, a, as soon as I crashed in the world, mm. I, I immediately realized that I, I that I would not succeed in being Eddie Belgel, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and so the same thing happened di- differently in uh, in history of violence with my. With my sister telling the story, with the police telling the story, with my friends telling the story, mm-hmm. with the doctors doing that. Um, but of course, sometimes uh, they are closer from the truth than I am. Like mm-hmm. it's subtle. It's not as if I am the I am the o- the the only owner of my story and the only one that can talk about it. Mm-hmm. The people, and that's why I use that literary process too, because mm-hmm. that people around me uh, can say things. Mm-hmm that i would never say you know and it was mm-hmm. well, one of the interesting and very very
0: painful things uh, in the book is uh, that the book makes an attempt uh, to to if not understand uh, so at least uh, make the man who tried to
1: kill you uh, comprehensible yeah, why why I
0: was that important f-
1: to you Uh, Because it's what I wanted, because it's the way that I I felt that way. I was was fighting against violence uh, more than in, like, I hate this guy, of course. I hate him so much. I am scared of him. Uh, The judge and the police wanted me to see him again. I didn't want to see him. Uh, I I, I don't want to see him again in my life. Uh, But it doesn't mean that I want people to suffer or to be... Punished, or to go to jail, or to go, and w- that's one of the violences in the history of violence. Is that it's very bizarre because as soon as you, as soon as you go to testify about violence. Suddenly, your story doesn 't belong to you anymore, you know, no, no. and the police told it to me mm-hmm. and because so you go to report and suddenly the the, 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 the police and the justice and the, they say, okay, we are going to put this guy fifteen years in jail you know mm. and, and and they are using your own story uh, to do something without even asking you what you think about that. Is it the way you want to deal with violence? Mm. Is it the way you want to fix your trauma? Is it the way you want to fix your pain mm. and for me, it was just it was unbearable, you know. Mm. I didn't want them to choose for me the, the way I was dealing with violence, you right. know. And uh, and so I told them maybe I want to do s- I, I want another way, you know. Of course I want to fix it because. Mm-hmm. Um, to talk about violence, to report violence, it's something important that we can do now uh, in a huge part because of the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. It's a big victory. Mm-hmm. It was difficult to have that. Mm-hmm. In so many countries, it's still impossible. Uh, if, it, if the same thing happened to me in Russia, I, I could uh, not have go, uh, gone to the police, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important, but at the same time, the, the only way... Uh, the society, the state, the justice wants to fix violence mm-hmm. is with another violence, you know? And and I don't understand that. Fr- like, you know, I, I, I often talk about it because I read it recently and it was really important for me. I, I recently read a, a book of essay by Primo Levi. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the last one of his life called The Drowned and the, Save, and the Saved, uh, Les Naufragés et Les Rescapés, in French. And uh, it, so there are several, they are wonderful, so if you want to read a wonderful book, you should read that, um, among others. Uh, and, uh, and Primo Levi is talking about the, the letters uh, that he got after publishing uh, Sequesto e Unomo, if it's a man, his most famous testimony about, uh, about Auschwitz and the concentration camps. And he says that, he shows and he says and in, in, he analyses the fact that after publishing the book, he started to have a lot of letters from readers, uh, German readers, French readers, Italians, that were telling him, uh, you are not uh, tough enough with the Nazi, you are not violent enough against them, you should you should be more angry against them, you know? And when I read that, I I, I, thought, I thought, so these people, who didn't go to Auschwitz, mm. who didn't experience that violence, are telling him the way he should deal with that violence. Mm. You know, mm. so they are giving him lessons mm. about the way he should deal with violence, mm. and and so basically the people who endured violence, uh, they have to endure two times. You know, because first when when they leave the violence, and then when they say it. They, they, they lose the control, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you, you are not part of your story anymore. So you think the state is going to protect the victim, but it's a lie. Mm-hmm. The state is taking the story of the victim mm-hmm. in order to satisfy its own urges of punishment, repression. Mm-hmm. And, and if, someone, if someone is assaulted, if someone experiences violence, and this person wa- wants revenge, I will never say to that person, I would say that, but I, I would, I I, no, I wouldn't say it's absurd. You shouldn't be like that, you know. The, every, every single person has, has a different way of, of dealing with the trauma, mm-hmm. and so the book is is about like how precisely it's it's impossible to deal mm-hmm. with that in a, in a different way, you know. Mm-hmm. You you have just only one way, you know, which is basically the history of violence, mm-hmm. which is basically the perpetuation. The, the, the perpetual perpetuation of violence. Mm-hmm. And like at a bigger layer, we talked about it last time together, at, this, at, at a bigger layer it what happened with the, with the 9-11 in the US. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you had people traumatized. It was a very, of course I didn't leave that event, it's not the same thing, I'm not co- uh, comparing. But so people were traumatized, people were hur- hurt, people were afraid, people were sad. And suddenly the government like still... The, the trauma mm. still the tears basically in order to perpetuate even more violence you know mm. in order to do to make war uh, to mm. to to send soldiers to kill people all around the world and um, and so th- you know mm. that's mm. it how that's the that's the main question of the book the mm. question is the question of of testimony so mm. how can you do because as soon as you testify? it will create even more violence Mm -hmm. in the world we live in. And you are testifying against violence, so how can we do? But Mm. still,
0: writing a book takes such a long time, and and to stay in this kind of situation, how how did you cope with that writing? What did it take from you? Uh,
1: You know, like, I was was alone in front of my computer, so it was easier than with the police or or with my family. Mm and uh so like writing we all know that writing a book is always mm. a big pain at least for me it's never easy but uh, but it was it wa- I fe- but but I felt better when I was doing it because mm. I thought I am writing my story I am I am pressing my own charges the charges that I want to press that I am reporting what I want to report you know mm. and 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 I was you know like I realized after publishing the books that it's what it was what a lot of people wanted. You know, mm. the people uh, more often the people who who goes to trial, uh, what they ask is truth. Mm. You know, they and the state is begging for punishment. The police and it, what was even stranger was it, it it was the problem was I was facing the same problem with the people I love, with the person I love, with the with the person I love the most on earth, mm. who was telling me this person should go to jail. This is the way. And suddenly you understand that you can't talk with even the people you love anymore. That there is something that... Mm. Uh, so it's, it's a way of like how state is so deep in our mind so that even our best friends can't, can't understand that, you know. Can't understand how, how painful it is it can be for someone. Mm. <laughs> you mentioned the word revenge about
0: the book uh, earlier. Uh, to what extent would you say that writing in itself
1: is an... It's an expression of violence. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it is. I think, I think there is no, I, there is no real like, outside of violence. Uh, maybe in love, sometime, and in friendship, it mm. can, it can be some. Pierre Bourdieu wrote about mm-hmm. it. You know, it was it was very bizarre because Bourdieu was this very scientific man. He wrote a text, wonderful, called uh, "The Mystery of Love," mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was at the end of his books, uh, "Masculine Domination," mm-hmm. and how how violence can be suspended in the moment of love. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really, really beautiful piece. Uh, and so, but as if we if we acknowledge the fact that there is violence everywhere, you know, like in every single sentence, in every single apparition, in every single, you know, like I often refer to my father when I was a kid who would say, uh, uh, I am a man, you know, he was very proud of being a man, and so he was saying it again and again, and as soon as he would say, uh, uh, I am a man, it meant uh, I am not a pussy, Mm -hmm. I am not a woman, I am not a faggot, you know, so like... Just the way of saying hi mm. is, is, was already something violent, you mm. know. Mm. Uh, and so, but for me, the question is like, what kind of violence do we do we create? And because I absolutely think that there are there are different kinds of violence, and there are some violence that destroy the people for example the insults mm. the homophobic insult the racist insult and everything can destroy someone but on the other hand you have some some kind of violence who are liberating you know mm. like um, like the feminist movement or the marxist movement were a violent movements you know because mm. they were telling to the people you are not free mm. And and it's very violent to to hear someone telling you you are not free, mm-hmm. w- your life is structured by alienation, by domination, by exclusion, and all all the things that you th- you thought you chose, mm-hmm. your taste, the way you like to dress, mm-hmm. the things you like to eat, the way you like to eat them, all of that is determined by something. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's very violent. No one no one wants that. And but it was it was a kind of violence that. Helped people, you know and uh, and it was it, w- it was what happened with my family when I published the two books, you know, because I was telling that you know that my sister or my mother stopped school at sixteen, uh, not because they wanted it, but because they were women in a certain social class. At a certain moment in a certain country, and so they couldn't go to school, school didn't want them mm-hmm. uh, uh, they they had to work because they had to bring money in the family. they had kids young and so and so, for my family it was the it was the worst thing for them mm-hmm. to have someone telling what you did is not your decisions mm-hmm. you know we all we all want to be we all want to be free, you know mm-hmm. so most of the time we prefer to to lie you know.
0: Uh, considering the first kind of violence, the homophobic violence, the racist violence, uh, this spring, you wrote an article for for uh, Nyheter, the paper i 'm working at uh, that got a lot of attention. Uh, it was uh, about the upcoming French uh, presidential election uh, and front national 's uh, position among the French working class and you exemplified with with your own family mm. uh, c- Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What
1: yeah, uh, because basically I, I grew up in a, in a family where more or less 100% of the people were voting for the far right, for Le Pen. And so it was, it was something very... it was like obvious, you know, when I was a kid. -hmm. Voting meant voting for Le Pen, you know, Mm -hmm. and I I even I even I even forgot that, you know, like because uh, recently I saw I saw um, uh, the mother of one of my friends when I was a kid and it, it, I didn't see her like during several years, and when she saw me she told me, oh, you became such a leftist. And I said, what, I, <laughs> I, I was always a leftist. <laughs> and uh, and she told me, uh, no, no, when you were a kid, when you were nine years old, you were saying that Jean-Marie Le Pen was so great. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh yes, you were obsessed with him. You were. I don't really? what? And I I didn't remember that. But fr- it it makes sense. I mean, it's true. Like because I was I was I was using the same words mm-hmm. that the people. But I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Like, my political conscience was really really restricted, and. Uh, <laughs> And and so Accidental I was a fascist, that, you know. Someone, yeah. I was a fascist kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that exists. Careful, take care of your kids if you don't want them to be fascist yeah. kids. Uh, but no, but and, and no, you know, like I and constantly uh, like erased it mm-hmm. from my mind. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I don't remember, and I'm sure that like she was saying the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. And so. And so yeah, like it was I- here, it was it was it was every day, it was daily this 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 length of mm-hmm. the of the far right, and because 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 and that's what I wrote in against against etc. is the is the fact that um, when my family would do it. Uh, they did it in, in in order to exist, you know hmm. because they had the impression that they that they didn 't exist in the in the public hmm. discourse hmm. in hmm. politics hmm. in uh, in literature in hmm. art in cinema uh, even more the people around me because I think w- there are a lot of representations of uh, of the of the working class hmm. of the factories of the uh, but the the milieu we belonged to was a was was another social class you know it was the lumpen proletariat as mm. marx would say karl marx it was the lower mm. l- working class and we we felt that we were part of very very very, mm. very Different world you mm-hmm. know we hated the uh, factory workers mm-hmm. for us it were they were rich people you mm-hmm. know we and my mother would say, oh, les ouvriers c'est des bourgeois, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very strange sentence sociologically like, factory workers are bourgeois uh, mm-hmm. because they, because they had money every month and everything, and we had only the social sustainment mm-hmm. uh, that is disappearing more and more uh, and um, and so we felt uh, we felt ignored. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay on the subject of,
0: of, of, uh-huh. uh, of, of class and racism, but uh, I would like to welcome Para Hagan, uh, director of the play, "Yras uh, <laughs> se uh, You've been listening to the conversation uh, about uh, uh, working class and and, and the right-wing extremism. What do you think, uh, when you hear uh, Edward's analysis of of the situation, is that something that's going to be brought up in in the adaptation as well?
2: Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much the basics. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, what we're really talking about, uh, the violence of the body, the violence of the language, the different languages uh, that are in the book mm-hmm. that we have in the adaptation, and of course to, uh, to uh, put all that in
0: a scenic context. Mm-hmm. What, what, what made you want to turn Edward's book into a play? Um...
2: Well, first of all, when I read the book, um, it hit so many chords in me, personal uh, stories from my childhood. Um, in which way? Um, well, especially about uh, who has the right to construct you. Uh, is it yourself? Is it everybody else? And, and also... Um, I think there's a dilemma in that, I mean, um, in the construction field, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's very hard to, to um, find your own core, mm-hmm. your own truth, mm-hmm. uh, because there's always a conflict between uh, who you, I mean, after a while you don't know who you even who you want to be, <laughs> the journey is longer. And that was something that related to me, both uh, as I remember myself as a child, and growing up, but also as a 40-year-old man. I'm still constructing myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, You're never leaving that part, really. Yeah, no? yeah.
2: Mm. And, and I think that's uh, something that I would like to really... I mean, we're doing this show for young people it's for people from 15 16 um, and they they are exactly at the point where where eduard left for amiens and uh, high school and it's about that age and and uh, if you can tell someone that age that they are part of a structure that puts so many demands on them and that they, um, it doesn't just um, come back to them, uh, to uh, um, English. Um, yeah, 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 that they are a part of a structure that defines who they are. Uh, just to make them aware of that, mm-hmm, 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 I think yeah. is a very
0: good starting point and something to bring to a young person. Mm. It's been dramatised before, hasn't it? A couple of times. Uh, what went through your head the first time someone wanted to, to 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 stage it? It's
1: such a personal book. Yes, it was it was in uh, it was in Oslo mm-hmm. uh, the f- the very first time in Norway and. Um, uh, some people wrote to me you uh, C- Horn and uh, emil jonsen uh, wrote to me and told me that they wanted to to turn the book into a play and uh, and i was really happy you know why because uh, because i miss theater a lot because mm-hmm. when i was a kid i wanted to be an actor uh, and uh, it was my biggest dream ever. I wanted to be mm. Brad Pitt. I wanted mm. to be, uh, <laughs> and uh, I failed. So <laughs> because of that, I started well, you to write books. Quite well, yes, yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> was my only le- yeah. op- option yeah. left. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like it was, it was, it, yeah, it was something uh, important because yeah, it it allows to tell the story mm. to another mm. kind of audience, to other kind of people, and um, and also. Theater is something really important. It was really important to me because uh, theater tells you that you can uh, that you can perform your life, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it at some point after Eddie Belgoli at the beginning of History of Violence because History of Violence talks about like my life like four years after Eddie Belgel, It was a moment where I I wanted, as you say, to build a new life, to build a new identity. Mm-hmm and uh and and so i thought i have to play it mm. i i have to play my life like a role mm. and 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 one day that role will become what i am <laughs> you know it's uh and so it 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 allowed me gave me that liberty you know i thought
0: uh, because that was my next question really uh, there is this obvious connection between growing up as a as a gay a gay kid and and uh, doing theater, performing a role, you're, you're playing something oh, that yeah. you're really not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's your take on, on that, per? Um
2: There are so many layers mm-hmm. uh, in that because uh, in growing up Uh, with the expectations, just I can just talk from my own Mm. experience. I look in a certain way, I have a certain height. I always have had expectations on myself, who I should be. Being a gay man, living in a gay uh, context, you also get a lot of expectations. Mm -hmm. Uh, What
0: kind of expectations? (laughs)
2: Well, um, I mean, we we perform all the time. We have bears, we have muscle mares, we have twinks, and we have the others. I mean, the big racist structure in gay society that is like the other and the the man of color or the Middle Eastern man. I mean, there are so many parts to play Mm. as a gay man. Mm -hmm. And then I have experiences from drag, uh, that I have done a lot, and I have experience from theatre. And I work uh, as an actor, first and foremost. And in all different uh, contexts of life, there are always expectations of who you should be. Mm. When I was, when I was um, uh, in, in uh, the higher academy of, of drama, mm-hmm. There were so many expectations of what kind of parts I should do, what kind of uh, temp- temperament I should perform, um, and, and I, I experienced those choices almost on a daily basis. Who am I today? Hmm.
0: You hmm. know. Hmm. Do you recognize that?
1: <laughs> Not completely, because uh, no, like I. I I, I I I will never be critical with the gay community. So uh, <laughs> Why never. Not? Because they saved me. Mm. Because they saved me uh, from the disaster, mm. and I have the impression that I owe something to to the queer community. And uh, I know there, of course, like violence and hierarchy, and uh, but but you know, when I when I when I discovered the gay culture, I I, I discovered my my own history that was mm-hmm. like hidden from me you mm-hmm. know Le, when when harry potter discovers mm-hmm. that he's a wizard mm-hmm. and that uh, he belongs to another mm-hmm. world not uh, mm-hmm. with the Dursleys, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. with other people and i had the mm-hmm. impression mm-hmm. i had s- suddenly i thought you know my history was hidden from me mm-hmm. uh, people fought for what I was, because when I was a kid I thought that I was sick, mm. I thought that I was the only queer person on earth, mm. basically, almost, or that we were a couple of us, but mm. not so much. And suddenly I discovered people died for me, mm. people fought, mm. people demonstrated in the street for me. Um, and so... I mean, because I mean, like all the violence of, that you can find in, in the gay community is the violence that you find everywhere else in in the world. You know how people treat the others and how you 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 get to be defined. Or it's not uh, specific for me to to, mm. to the gay community. Mm.
0: But do you, do you think being gay had something to do with you turning to
1: the theater? Oh yeah, 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 but, but yeah. Because when you when you when you grow up as a gay, or, or more generally as a sexual dissident, uh, you learn to, to perform, mm-hmm. you have to perform a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's why maybe theatre was much easier to mm-hmm. me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, it's, it's the, it, anyway, it's the, whole, it's the whole constriction, you know? Yeah, there is this very famous sentence from Simone de Beauvoir, uh, on ne n'est pas femme, on le devient, mm-hmm. uh, once was not born woman, but becomes woman. Uh, so it's a it's a theory of, of performance. It's a theory, the, the theory of Simone de Beauvoir is a theory of, of drama, of mm-hmm. theater. She says we perform the, the role of a woman mm-hmm. again and again, and it's a role that we are forced mm-hmm. to perform. And because we perform it again and again, we become that, we become a woman. Uh, and so to see that was very, I think for me and for a lot of people was really, Liberating, you know, so because I thought, okay, I can perform something else. I, I can perform Edouard Louis, mm. you know. And at the beginning, when I said I, I am Edouard Louis, mm. it was not true, you know. Mm. There was still a, there was still a distance mm. between between what I was and and, mm. and 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 Edouard Louis, you know. I was still I was still Lady I was mm. still, and it's that moment that occurs in in History of Violence. It's the moment the book described that moment when I. Just arrives in Paris, and I decide to to become something something else, yeah. someone else. Yeah. Uh, but I fail. But uh, but I am violent without realizing that, you know. Uh, and and so this process takes a long time. Mm. But I thought if you you know, as we say in English, f- fake it till you make it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 what you fake is your authenticity mm. we talked about that yes when we, we met. did we did we did <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. you said yesterday uh, i interviewed uh, uh, edward yesterday
0: for photographer <laughs> uh, you said you hate nature
1: <laughs> actually that's one of the first things you said <laughs> no uh, because there was this photographer and she was making Pictures of me, and I, I, I told her, uh, can you use Photoshop, <laughs> and uh, to make me look better, mm. and uh, and she told me, uh, no, 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 because I want you to look authentic, mm-hmm. and that's why I mm-hmm. told her. But you know, mm-hmm. my authenticity is it's not what biology did to me my authenticity it's it's what i want to be you know my authenticity is my will mm-hmm. and 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 we talked about that scene in in pedro almodovar when agrado you know agrado this performer um, um, who is in the process to become a woman so he has like plastic boobs and a new nose and new cheeks and agrado g- goes on scene mm-hmm. and she says you see like 10,000 euros, Mm. 20,000 euros, Mm. uh, 20,000 euros again, and she said all this plastic Mm. is my deepest authenticity Mm. Mm. because it's what I want it to be, Mm. you know, Mm. it's what I want it to become. Mm.
0: You're doing drag, do you recognize this kind of... yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I
2: think, I mean, as long as you fake what you dream about, what What you really, really aspire to be, then you do something that is connected to the heart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say then mm-hmm. you perform a dream, you perform your inner mm-hmm. longing uh, absolutely
0: mm-hmm. uh, um, is uh, going it 's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to be performed as a monologue yeah. uh, how, how come you chose that kind of why not a, a big house for it?
2: Well, first of all, the initiative came from uh, the actor who is performing it, is Björn Elgad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the initiative came with Björn, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, the initiative was also to make it as a monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, And what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) Why? 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 Because (laughs) it
0: was cheaper, or because? No, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) Uh,
2: I mean, uh, I think in in theatrical context, Mm. um, we don't make films. We don't make. uh, I mean, that often uh, realism in that, Mm. at least not in the theatre I work. We work kind of Brechtian, and. When when you choose the way to tell this story, I think it was kind of logical to make it into a monologue because, of course, you could try to make the whole setting, build the shed, you know, bring in the school. I mean, you could do that, but I think um, that you could do that better in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in the theatrical context and with a monologue, and when it's based on a story like this, um, it's like a balance act between storytelling and acting. Mm. Uh, It's about telling the story Mm. uh, and making people uh, wake up somehow or or give them ideas. And uh, I think then that the monologue and the kind
0: of straightforward storytelling is Mm. a good way to do it. Have you seen any of the performances
1: of of your book in, like, Norway or Germany? Yeah, I saw the one in in Norway. Uh, I saw two different in Germany. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I didn't get to see the one in France, Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was... uh, Mm-hmm. it was it, it, it was wonderful uh, it was mm-hmm. wonderful because I, I i really love uh Chester and and emil and, mm-hmm. and they, they did a wonderful job uh, mm-hmm. they were very they were they were so subtle because you know it precisely it 's ve- very difficult to talk about the 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 milieu of my childhood mm-hmm. you know uh, I saw so many caricatures mm-hmm. of the, of of that milieu and uh, and and how can you manage to because you, one of the paradoxes is that if you perform that milieu if you talk about that milieu it means that you don't belong to this milieu by definition you know because if you are, if you have the life of my brother or my sister mm. you won't go on stage you won't you won't read books you won't no. you don't you don't have a, you don't have the opportunity to do that you don't have the skills you don't have the energy you don't have the access you don't have and so and so there is always the risk of the of the distance and of the of of the violent distance, you know, and I, I didn't I didn't see it in in when I when I saw the the performance in 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 Norway, you know, and uh, they were, of course, they were acknowledging the fact that they were not part of that milieu, mm-hmm. uh, but they did it without saying, without, you know doing as if they were mm-hmm. saying, we are not this milieu, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. it was liberating, because when I saw the... I don't know if I can say that, I will be sued, but uh, uh wh- there is a movie adaptation of Eddie that will come out in in, in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, in
0: France or or international?
1: I think it would be international, mm-hmm, because of mm-hmm. an international casting, uh, like Isabelle Huppert and everything. Oh. And... um Yes, Isabelle Huppert is the greatest actress. <laughs> I agree. I think I, I think I really think that she invented cinema, and <laughs> well, that, that's big. <laughs> it's true. But uh, she. Um, but when I when I saw the movie, uh, in spite of Isabelle Huppert, uh, the movie was. Uh, oh my! Publisher will destroy me if he knows that I told that <laughs> in, pu- in public. But uh, We'll was, all it keep it silent. Well, <laughs> no, because precisely in the way that they were seeing the people of my childhood they were seeing my mother they were seeing my father it was so so you didn't see you didn't see them you see the distance of the of the director with them you know and that's why i say when i say that when i was a kid we didn't have we have the impression that nobody was talking about us that nobody cared about us it, it's not only silence, it's only the other form of silence, mm. which is how we felt misrepresented, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, p- the artists in general, they don't talk about poor people, they talk about the distance with mm. poor people. They, they they enjoy the gap, you know? They talk about the gap. Mm. And uh, that's what I saw in that movie, and that's what scared me, and uh, that I didn't see in, uh, in Norway, for mm. example. Mm
0: but are there any you know considering your your uh, your legacy as an author in in many ways are about owning your story telling your own story uh are there any like mixed feelings of of seeing um uh someone you know a complete stranger performing
1: your story no i'm okay bec- no because uh Precisely that's why I published the the books, mm-hmm. because I thought that both books are autobiographical, but I I, th- I thought that it's the it's the life of the people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know and so, that's why some, sometimes when I, 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 I talk about the books and everything, some people tell me, Oh, so you write about very like brutal experiences, you talk about very uh, violent things and so why? And you say uh, my answer is: uh, This is the life of a lot of people. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. this is the life of the many. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, as a as a gay person, as a woman, as a person mm-hmm. of color, as a person that belongs to a minority, mm-hmm. as a person that comes from the working class. Mm-hmm. Uh, like violence is not a rare thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so people shouldn't ask me why do you write about that so much, so violent things. We should ask the other, why don't you talk about the world we live in, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, about literature, also we are we are al- al- always uh, blaming the audience, you know? We say, oh, people don't read uh, enough, they don't read as much as before, mm-hmm. particularly uh, young people. And, uh, but So we always make a kind of sociology of, of, of reception, but never a sociology of creation. Mm. And maybe people sometimes don't want to read because when they go to a bookshop and they see the book, they, they don't see their life, you know. Mm. They don't they don't see that violence that constitutes them. They don't see what they experience, mm. you know. And uh, uh, when coming to
0: your work, uh, do do you also think that you in some way have failed to to portrait <laughs> these kind of groups uh, on stage, for example? Uh,
2: in theatre in general, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely uh i think we have big issues uh in the arts in general because it's very very uh, uh it's people from a higher uh social mm. class mm-hmm. uh predominantly i mean of course there are exceptions but but uh that is something we talk about a lot how to uh, open our rooms uh, and and how uh, h- how to make them open for new people and new stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's a very long and and mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's a it's a long story because mm. because it's about making possibilities for people who might not find uh, the path themselves. Mm. Uh, in school, in uh, what they do in their spare time, and uh, um, I mean, making plant schools mm-hmm. for young people. I mean, that is one way. And also see how we recruit, of course, mm-hmm.
0: into the institutions. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you would like to add to that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 really, I really think that um, this question of including people and representing people is uh, is, is more important than ever, you mm-hmm. know, because there is there are things all around the world politically that are happening that are a big problem because because of that exclusion people go for to write for the far to vote for the far right. Mm-hmm. And it creates even more violence in the world we live in, even more racism, even even more hate, even more exclusion. And so as soon as the left as soon as the liberal people don't take a you know a, a responsibility in that mm-hmm. uh, it will go from bad to worse mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh, I am really scared with what is happening in France now you mm-hmm. know because the current president of France mm-hmm. Macron is a, a person that hates the people like my parents mm-hmm. he hates them deeply how, how? Uh, how? he is he, someone from the very bourgeoisie uh, who is in his discourse, in his speeches, in his public intervention, always insulting them? I don't, there was, a, there is a video that you can see on the internet where Macron goes to a factory, and there is a factory worker uh, ta- talking to him, challenging him because he is not, he disagrees with him, and uh, and Macron tells him, uh, uh, "You don't talk to me with your t-shirt. I am not scared of someone with a t-shirt. The day you work, and you buy a suit." then I will be scared of you. But as you are, I am not scared. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I I was I felt so bad. For for days, you know, I felt humiliated. I felt humiliated for the people I knew. And everything is like everything is like that. You know, last month he took the money from the poor people, from social statement. He took five euros per month. And five euros per month in a family like my family was three days of food, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he takes that from the poor people and then he, 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 he lowers he lower the tax for, for the very rich people. Mm-hmm. And so there is a will, the will of this person mm-hmm. is to attack people like my family, you know. is to There is something against them that should be done because they are lazy according to him, because they not, don't work enough, they take the money from the rich people. So. Basically, suddenly, the, problem, the, the political analysis becomes poor people are too rich and rich people are too poor, which is mm-hmm. a very strange way of seeing the world. And, and all that violence will create even more violence. Mm-hmm. It will push people, it, people will feel even more excluded, will likely even more go to vote for, for dangerous party, for dangerous people. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so there is something that has to be... Has to be done, you know it's but what okay. does it take to t- <laughs> <laughs> but what does it take to turn the tide? Are you optimistic uh, I have to be <laughs> 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 uh, we have to be a little bit uh, clearly it is um we have to be optimistic, we have to, to build other representation, and, and it is done, you know? like I, I really think that something in France, because it's the situation that I know the, mm-hmm. the best, things are changing a lot. You have mm-hmm. a lot of public figures now, like uh, Abdel tayya mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Didier ribon Geoffroy de Lagannerie, uh, Annie Ernaud, uh, she she's uh, a bit older, but she's very young, uh, the way she is, mm-hmm. uh, the things she says. Uh, and so we I think France passed through this moment of like lack of public intellectuals, and now something is really changing, and so there are things we can we can change, but for that, we have to create a real analysis of of what is happening, Mm -hmm. and and for example, we we talked about that uh, very often when we talk about politics, we talk in a very static way, you know, into one moment, the election. Mm -hmm. So people were saying, Mm -hmm. so Macron in France will will save us from the Front National. Uh, So from that day, it was true, of course, Mm -hmm. I was more than happy that she lost. but if we think about politics in in a dynamic way we see that the far right and not only in France all around the world is created by the exclusion by the violence mm. created by this anti working class mm. people you know mm-hmm. and uh, and so we, we 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 can't be that lazy we have to to, to think in terms of duration, you know. Like yeah. they, they didn't arrive the mm. Front National at thirty in, percent in one moment. Mm. They arrived in the eighties in France. They did like four percent at that time mm. and it was a huge scandal, you know. People were saying, oh, what's going on? Four percent for the fascists. And and now when they make thirty we say, oh only thirty, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So this is the this is the proof that mm. th- there is something changing, that it Mm. takes time, and so that we should be careful of what is going to happen in 10 years, and not just what is Mm. happening today. And it's going very fast now,
0: uh, like all over Europe. (laughs) Uh, To say the least, we've got this alarming situation in Sweden as well. Uh, um, Do you feel optimistic that that this is a tide that can be turned?
2: Uh, I I believe that it can be turned, but Mm. I think that we need to uh, start talking about essential things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to talk about, I mean, in a bigger scale, about alternatives. Mm. Because right now it's it's, uh, all about capitalism and it's like law of nature. And that's insane because Mm. it kills us all. Uh, and it produces racism and uh, it's... uh, We need to talk uh, uh, from an artistic point of view, uh, I think we need to talk more about um, utopias. Mm -hmm. Because everything the press talks about is dystopias Mm -hmm. and uh, crisis Mm -hmm. and violence, and of course that's a big part of our society, Mm -hmm. but we have no alternatives, we have no visions,
0: and no sense of possibility. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you say that that is uh, applicable in in France as well? Yeah, yeah. I think what you just say is really, really important. I think the political fight is a matter of 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 the, of the debates that we pick, of the, of the discussion that we choose. You know, and so. For example, when, when people ask me, "Do you think Marine Le Pen will win? Do you think the Front National can win in France?" what I usually answer is that you know they won fifteen years ago. Mm. you know mm. uh, they won the day that they were able to choose to pick the debate in France, where they were able to 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 choose the questions uh, on television and everything so then suddenly the mediatic field, the mediatic scene mm. in france he, they invite you to debate and they say for or against migration, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they invite one person of the far right and they invite you, and then you have to talk about that question, you know? And so to answer a question is to, in a certain sense, to, to give a legitimacy to that mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to create, as you say, our own stories and our own debates, because uh, for me the, the democracy is also a way of shutting down certain questions. Mm-hmm. Democracy is not Only a way of opening questions again and again, but of shutting down some of them. You know, Mm. like, should we kill Jews? People, it's it's not a question. You know, it it's not a question. Mm. Uh, uh, Should men and women be equal? Shouldn't be a question. You know, it should it should be it should be obvious. You know, Mm. and so is migration dangerous or not? Shouldn't be an issue. You know, and so as a creator as a journalist as a writer as a as a director the question is like what are the questions that matter yeah. and you always have people that say oh we have to challenge them you have to answer them to prove them that they are wrong but in doing that we don't realize that we make all that question exist, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, as a migrant, when you, you mm-hmm. when you listen someone on TV say, "Is migration dangerous?" It's always it's already violent, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as 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 a question itself. And and so, we c- people can think what they want. They can talk about what they want. We just say it's a it's a kind of non-authoritarian way of doing politics. It's say. They say what they want, but I just won't be part of that conversation mm. because my my conversation is somewhere else. Mm. There are other world, other issues that I want to to deal with, and mm. not and not that one. and And someone today told me that uh, a, a, a very far right wing newspaper mm. will be at the book fair mm-hmm. of Stockholm, mm-hmm. and I was so shocked. Mm. Uh, and And because yeah, you know, like because we give a legitimity to these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we give a legitimity to certain opinions yeah. who well, not opinions, you know? Mm-hmm. So you should join. There is a strike <laughs> against that um, newspaper there. Mm-hmm. So I think you should join it uh, <laughs> because <laughs> there is something to be done. That's true.
2: And also bring <laughs> the discussion back to, I mean, the most fundamental questions like, Uh, Alla människors lika värde, I mean Mm -hmm. the worth Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. all people, Mm -hmm. what do you say in English, I don't remember. Mm, Equal
0: rights. Equal Mm. rights, yeah.
2: Mm. Uh, I mean, if we can come down to those basics, then all the following choices Mm. uh, should be, uh, I mean mean questions that can unify Mm. us instead of creating us and them and... Mm.
0: Yeah. And on that inspirational note, uh, I think we'll have to wrap it up. Thank you so much Thanks, for, for yeah. being here, Padre hogan and Edouard Louis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you.